so I want to talk about where we are. What are we doing? I'm in my basement, wandering, wondering about what's next, thinking about where we're going as a nation, as a world. And as everybody is going crazy and insane, and they're asking the same questions, why? Why do these people, these evil people, seem to get away with everything? Why does tyranny seem to be growing? Why does injustice seem to be spreading? I, I am not surprised by the unbelieving world. I'm not surprised about the unbelieving world asking those questions, but I am surprised about those who call themselves Christians and they're confused about the wickedness and how they could possibly get away with it when obviously it's already written. It's written. We know this for a fact. I'm not surprised. No Christian who is a believer, a Bible-believing Christian, should be surprised about the wickedness of this age. You should not be surprised. And I say this with all sincerity and love and mercy and compassion. This world is going to hell. It is not going to last. It is going to die. It will die. You're experiencing it now with pain and suffering and brokenness. You're dealing with it with, with bankruptcy. You're dealing with it in justice. We're dealing with it with, with the, the, the rise of the LGBTQ. We deal with it in social work. Speaking of social work, my name, my degree is a bachelor's in social work and human services. It's a slight difference. And the reality is, is that the reason why I didn't go into the field in the first place came down to, um, as I graduated, I came to a real conclusion that the field, the human services and social work field is messed up. It's messed up and most people don't realize why it's messed up. We all can agree that the social services system needs a lot of improvements all across the world. And the reality is, is that it's not because of wealth inequality. It's not because of politicization. It's not because of civil rights issues or race issues. It's because of the lack of understanding what poverty and what social services actually deals with. And the truth is, what it deals with at its core is death. That's what it is. It's death. That's what social services is all about. It's about dealing with the consequences, the brokenness, the pain, the suffering, all the horrible, horrible things of this life. And what often happens in the social services system is that it ignores the basic parameters. It'll deal with all the social issues. It'll deal with the 
the, the need issues. But it won't deal with the death issue. In fact, it can't. More often than not, it can't. It refuses to. Because, in short, it is denied what life and death really is at its core. Let's be honest. You're going to die. There is nothing more fair than death. Life is unfair. Be glad that it is. Death is fair. So very, very, very fair. And there is nothing more destructive, more broken, more sorrowful, more painful, more hurtful than which that which we call death. I've thought over this for and mulled over this for years. And the more I watch the world as it goes through its cycles and moves through the nonsense that we experience in the context of life, it's this death, this concept of death that is all-consuming. War, addiction, abuse, racism, all that and more. Death. 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 I can't get away from it. My grandfather passed away from the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, We're dealing with death. One day, I will probably die. And that's just it. I can be a good person, but that's the problem with being called a good person. Am I really good? What's the point of being good when I'm going to die? What's the point of being bad and if ultimately I'm going to die as well? Either way, being good still means that I'm going to die. Being bad means I'm still going to die. And we don't talk about that. It seems depressing. So ultimately, this is why death is so ever-present. So we need to deal with the concept of death at its core. Now, I'm a Christian. As a Christian, I know that death is the reality It's the reality because ultimately this world is fallen and broken, dying. Is dying. But I also believe that because Jesus Christ died for our sins and that he loved the world so much that God Love the world so much that he sent Jesus, the image bearer, the man whom we were supposed to be, the human, the human 
the glory of humanity that we were supposed to have, the joy of being in relationship with God, the beginning, the intimacy that has been so lost amongst us, and the lack of intimacy is again going back to the death question. Without intimacy, there, that is what we experience death. We experience lack. We experience a lack of life because life is done with things in togetherness. There is no other way. I'm sorry if you're a Buddhist or a Hindu or a Muslim or a Darwinist or a rabbinic Jew, unless you have dealt with the consequences of death, your worldview is at best useless and at worst demonic. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, what can you do? You do good deeds and then you die. You do good deeds. You offer what you have, but your good deeds, the sad reality is, is that most of them will probably not be remembered in five generations from now. History does not look kindly. Sure, especially this generation. This generation sure doesn't look at things with the same mercy, compassion, as previous generations did, it's hyper-judgmentalism. Of course, I'm rambling, but it's all around me. I cannot escape it. I cannot deny it. It is all around me, at all times and all places. I'm constantly reminded of it. And I want to deal with it. I want to confront it. This is why I'm here. When we deal with justice, what is justice? When we deal with love, what is love? When we deal with liberty and freedom, What are these things? What are they really? When you reject an absolute objective standard for truth, you reject an absolute objective standard for what a lie is. When you reject an absolute objective standard for what a lie is, you reject an absolute objective standard for trust is. And every single human relationship is built around this concept of trust. If you have no trust, all you have is fear. And if you have no, all you have is fear between relationships between people. You do not have life. Life cannot exist. It simply cannot exist at all. There is no way possible that it can. It cannot exist. Compassion does not exist. Friendship does not exist. Family does not exist. Civilization and society do not exist. Law, justice... Government do not exist. Community does not exist without this thing that we call truth. The objective reality of the relationships between people. 
And for those of you who are atheists and do not believe that there is a God that loves, I warn you, what foolishness, what nonsense. Because ultimately, if you do not have truth, if you do not have God, because that's the ultimate standard for truth, because truth is not a what question, truth is a who question, it is something that can be known, it is ultimately someone whom you should know, Because in short, what you do when you say that there's no truth and say that there, you also say that there is no such thing as a lie, you also say there's no such thing as a lie, you also say there's no such thing as trust. And if you say that there is no such thing as trust, all you have left is fear. And if all you have left is fear, there's no intimacy, community. And as I've said before, these things, intimacy, community, friendship, love, knowledge, but also knowledge, no money, no economy, Because you can't trust money, and you most certainly cannot trust your own observations around the world. So ultimately, at the end of the day, that there is no such thing as science. If you believe only in science, well, science is a form of truth. It has laws. And if there is a laws, there must also be a law maker. This is what I'm chosen to do if you hate me hate me. If you want to belittle me and shame me, belittle me and shame me. Mock me for believing these things, but I refuse to recant and I cannot. I cannot recant. I'm in the middle of my mother's garden right now, looking at the world around me. It just rained this morning. There is such a beauty that God has made. It is there. God made this. There is no denying of this. The colors of green and brown, of moss on the, on the forest floor, and the trees that surround me, the ferns, the flowers that my mom planted a long time ago. My mom has a beautiful garden. My mom definitely has a my mom definitely has a beautiful garden that's covered in pollen. It's a beautiful thing. These are beautiful things. But what's our standard of beautiful? What's beauty without ultimately a standard for beauty? What do we consider ugly and monstrous? This is nature. The leaves of this Japanese maple tree that grows and has grown so slowly throughout the years. Dogwoods. The petals are almost all gone. This amount of beauty I cannot deny. And I cannot help but think there's something more. It's glorious to know that there is a greater beauty behind it. That there is a greater mind behind it. That there is a greater sovereignty over it. 
that nothing happens by chance. Everything has meaning and purpose. What a beautiful, 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 glorious thing. Of course, there's pain and suffering too, but death was not supposed to be part of this world. People say, why does bad things happen to good people? Well, to be completely and totally honest, there are no good people. I'm not a good person. I'm not good enough. You don't know what I've done. People say that I'm religious. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We're all religious. We're all deep down religious. There is nobody who is not religious. Religion is simply the manifestation, the thinking patterns by which ultimately it is the thinking patterns, the rituals of one's basic fundamental belief systems about reality. That's all that religion is. It's the rituals that you put into practice. One man believes that there is no God. Another believes that there is a God. Another g believes that there are many gods. And as a, as a result, because of what he believes, will act accordingly to different to a different mind. He will do things. He will do things to ultimately please his gods. To please his God or gods. In the end, even ultimately an unbeliever, atheists, pagans, you I find it ironic how much you deny and yet you worship created things rather than the creator. You worship these many things, these things that die. The sun rises, the sun sets, it comes and goes. The wind comes and goes. The oceans are never full. They lap back and forth. And yet, it all starts over. Again and again. Life and death.